Welcome to the first annual Gangies, which we've been trying to figure out whether we're going to call these the Cheneys or the Gangies. I, I like the Gangies because it sounds like a like a venereal disease. It sounds like a, and yeah. we're just an infection on our <laughs> listeners' lives. I'm Andrew Ajay, That's Nick Ricardo. If you're listening to this, you likely listen to the Cinema Chain Gang podcast whenever we release them. Um, we have done 17 chains and 34 movies, so about half a year's worth. little bit over half a year's worth of movies it's pretty commendable yeah yeah for just getting off the ground and having 15 listeners i think the motivation we have to continue to watch this stuff that we have barely collecting a paycheck for it by the way barely uh, wait barely Where, where are you getting money from are you not no oh are you taking all the squarespace ads yeah are you 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 aren't getting Blue Apron delivered? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I didn't get the uh, the untucked. Uh, oh, the the untucked. Uh, yeah, I get Blue Apron delivered. I just I just throw it out, <laughs> and then I walk down the street and get McDonald's. I've always been the type to find end of year list extremely satisfying, especially when I spend all year watching dozens and dozens of movies. I need to cumulative cumulatively put it into one list. I don't think that's a word, but I just it is. Up. But it's just it's said a little it, differently. It, yeah, it was it was. It You're was good. A, the train was coming off the tracks. I pulled it back in at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Fableman reference. I wasn't even trying to do that, but that worked. Um, so I thought it would be very worthwhile if we gave out year-end awards in terms of the chains that we built this year. What were the best chains? What were the worst chains? What were the best movies and worst movies we watched? Who who You came up with a great one with the best supporting uh, chain member, which I took to mean the person in the middle. Yeah, right? the outstand, outstanding performance by a connecting actor. Yeah. Performances by a connecting actor. And then like surprising, disappointing and stuff. So how should we start this? Should we start with like the more menial ones or like the the lesser ones? Or should we start with just like what were our three favorite movies? That we- well, I think first and foremost, um, we should start by saying award shows always have a lifetime achievement award. Um, we did not discuss this beforehand, but I think we should give our first lifetime achievement award to uh, Christy McVie of, of, of Fleetwood Mac because she or it's more of an in memoriam because she died <laughs> excuse me the entirety of the cinema chain gang podcast has become an in memoriam in 2020 <laughs> that's true oh, oh that's true there's actually way too many we okay you forget it there's not a no 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 there's no in memoriam i would just i thought that her contribution is that you know we use her uh, theme song that she played she it wasn't vocals but she played on and uh we, we have not paid them for that oh no no <laughs> I, but now they, that if, I think about it, once we get popular, <laughs> we might have to change the theme song or have someone someone else from sing it. Yeah, um, you know what? Actually, yeah, the in I think the in memoriam montage from us would be longer than the collective amount that we spent recording over the course of this. I mean, we we lost some actor. Okay, so I, I'd say otherwise. Then we start with um, I say let's start best and worst chain. It's like starting on best. It's almost like starting on on unlimited series or something like that. Because here's the thing: the best and worst chain does not necessarily correlate with the best um, and worst movies with the best and worst movies because it's just like what is a one two punch of of okay. movies that you have to say so let's just do, let's do best and worst chain yes let's do that okay so what was your what was your best chain out of the 17 we did out of the 17 that we did i am inclined to say I'll do a little <laughs> that the best chain. Are you making this up now? No, 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 no. I'm, I, I put options down for these. Oh, okay. And the thing is, it depends on what I'm calling best, but I don't really want to get lost in the weeds with this. Um, 
I think J. Edgar and Don't Look Up were, was my most enjoyed chain. Really? Yeah. Back to back enjoyable. Okay, so who are the actors for that? And what number chain? Do you know what number chain that was off the top of your head? <laughs> oh, no, that I don't know. Okay, who are the actors then? Um, I don't know. <laughs> it was Leo that's DiCaprio. No, but that's what you're supposed to know. What were the actors that got us from that? Oh, that's fair. Um, no. Judy, it was it was Judy Dench to Himesh Patel. Okay. Right? Sure. Yes. Okay. My, my yes. Uh, I would not say that that was my favorite chain. Um, both of those movies show up in other awards that I have later. Uh-huh. Uh, my favorite chain, and this is maybe a little bit sad, is the first chain we built. Um, Kevin Bacon to Meg Ryan. That was also on my short list. Uh, because it had Diner and Sleepless in Seattle, which again, will make appearances later. Um, Diner being the first movie you reviewed was a really good one for me specifically because it's a movie I'd never seen mm-hmm. and it was a movie I really liked and thought I still think about the impact it had especially one on the show because it allowed us to build a format a little bit better mm-hmm. uh, and two just in general just being one of the better movies that I watched this year whether it's new movies or old movies mm-hmm. yeah that was very much on my list but the thing is I'm not a very big, I've almost become less of a sleepless fan than than I was when I first saw it, but I'm big on You've Got Mail. And so like, you know, if, if the roles were reversed it would, and it was Diner, You Got Mail, that would have been my my best chain. Yeah, also, so You've Got Mail was part of the next chain that was Meg Ryan to Viggo Mortensen, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, Does that sound Crimson, right? Yes. Crimson Tide. Um, also worth mentioning, though, that there were a couple... Um, uh, uh, there are a couple that are fitting back-to-backs. Top Gun and Born to Ride was a real interesting back-to-back because it's like the same... It's like two attempts at the same movie. Yes. So so it was Val Kilmer to Terry Polo, right? So it was mm-hmm. Top Gun first, then Born to Ride. Yeah. And yes, they were very much of the same cloth. Uh, what's the worst chain? Worst chain I have... Um, Sorry, you're going to have to tell me the actor again for this one, then. Is uh, The Crew and There Goes My Baby were the two back-to-back movies that I most did not enjoy watching. So The Crew was Carrie Ann Moss to Dermot Mulroney. Okay. That was chain... I can't do the math that fast. I think it was chain 12 or 13. Um, That was in contention. I was scrolling through a lot of these, and I was like, there are some bad movies. A lot of the bad movies weren't back-to-back. They were split up well enough that I was okay with it. So, for example, like, let's say the, the Terry Pol- the, the Val Kilmer Terry Polo one is a great example of like, I like I like Top Gun enough that it spared me from any issues I had with Born to Ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most mediocre chain for me was chain number four, uh, which was Ellen Burst into Zach Galifianakis. Uh, and that brought us, that was not about Scout, that was nostalgia, which we both, I think, thought was a massive wasted opportunity and just mediocrity with a great cast. And then keeping up with the Joneses, which in my opinion is the same concept, mediocrity um, mm-hmm. with the, with with a good cast, sure. uh, just in a different way. Uh, that was the most unfulfilling chain for me because these were two, you know, non-starters. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I could definitely see that being the case. Um, as was covered in the Keeping Up with the Joneses episode, it was a little bit buoyed for me by some level of like that I had of, of things in the movie, but... But that's, that's a fair one. I would like to do most surprising movie first. Okay. Or next. Um, I will say, uh, and the way that I kind of, you know, interpreted this idea, um, and you could do it differently, is, you know, when we pull up the chain, we kind of Google the movie poster quickly, and we're like, let's see this thing. And 
the, um, the one that I was most surprised by just based on first impression was opening night. Not a statement of quality, but just a statement of I thought it was like a horror movie from the movie poster. <laughs> and I didn't even look at the log line. I just wa- like I watched the movie and then I was like, oh, this is what? So that I think is most unexpected. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. This this was a tough question for me because I've seen a lot of the movies that were uh-huh. reviewed. Um, I I liked Crimson Tide a lot more than I thought I was going to. To be okay, honest, I yeah. thought it was going to be kind of cheesy and stupid, right. but I thought it had a lot of like oomph to it. Remember, mm-hmm. we, we had a lot to talk about with that one. We did. I was looking back and I, I was like, oh, that's one of my highest rated movies on here. And like, you know, yeah, I, uh, I forgot that it was. Yeah. Uh, most disappointing. Most disappointing. Um, I would also say um, I didn't realize that was a separate category. Sorry. I would also kind of. <laughs> No, you know what? Honestly, Born to Ride. You were disappointed by Born to Ride. Interesting. I, I figured it wouldn't be good, but I was hoping that there would be something more fun in it, you know? And there just wasn't. I was hoping it would be a more fun watch, um, even even in a this is bad way, but it wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, most disappointing for me, it's kind of twofold. Uh, I had already seen Don't Look Up, and I my disappointments with that movie are well on the record, so... Uh-huh. But watching it again and it still not having an impact for me was bad. Um, it's tough to say I was disappointed by J. Edgar, but with the prestige behind it, that movie should have been way better than it ended up being, in my opinion. Which is it's really funny that that was your most enjoyable chain because those are my two most disappointing <laughs> That is funny. I Yeah, and, and that's not a note on quality, but more a note of like my engagement in the chain, I think. Um, you had the idea to do a do an a uh, movie that you think will age poorly. I think the movie or the that review that you think will age poorly. Well, I think the, the movie that aged most poorly for me um, is Palo Alto. Just in terms of like, it's just like it was a kind of respected movie when it came out, like a respected indie, and now it's just like cringe, James Franco sexual uh, misconduct problematic movie yeah um that's a good answer yeah um i think you know what i, I like kind of co-sign that in my head but i'll do a different answer just to say i think we were a little easy on unthinkable a little bit uh i okay, think we yeah, both yeah. enjoyed it but i now the more i think about it think about like what the plot was and like just how exploitative it was with all the torture shit. Yeah. We kind of just like, we're like, oh, well, it was directed DVD. It was better than I thought it would be. And I mean, ah, this, this yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way it just ends and like has no resolution to things. Yeah. Um, Again, I don't think I would give it like a negative review, but I don't think we were, we were very nice to it because I think the tone of the entire review was like, oh, that wasn't that bad. And it's like, eh, probably it wasn't great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, I, yeah, I could see that being a man. Um, you know who else aged poorly? Judy Dench, am I right? <laughs> Sorry. Whoa, um, whoa. No, I'm just kidding. Straight I was looking shot. at an old... She didn't either. I was looking at who we I have and none of, them, none of them aged poorly. They all... I was hoping I'd find somebody in this list who like had work done, but I don't. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, while you do that, let's do... Let's do best supporting of a chain. Okay. To the one we were talking about. So again, these are these are the actors, personalities, or actresses that are in the middle of the chain that help connect it. Okay. I think I know which way you're going to go with this, but um, I also, by the way, real quick, if you're going to do an age 
poorly. I, I was thinking for a split second too. Maybe most prophetic on this list and age best. I think in a way the campaign. Yeah, age right? great makes yeah. sense. Okay, um, so we can we can do that next year. We'll do that category. Which yeah. will, which will age best? <laughs> um, yeah, you want to go first with the chain with the connector? No, because I want you to go first. <laughs> we, 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 you've been going first each time. I don't want to change. Okay, it up right that's now. fair. Um, personally, uh, outstanding connecting actor. Uh, I almost gave this to Christopher Walken because he was a core part and had good performances in the two movies that we saw with him. Um, uh, View to a Kill and Click. Uh, but I got to give it to Chris Matthews. And that was going to be mine as well. <laughs> I knew I knew you were going to go that way. I was hoping that you would take the Cheers guy instead. Oh. Just so we had someone different. But yes, I, Chris, Chris Matthews in the chain that got us um, from Morning Glory to the campaign. Um, yeah, how do you not? It's... Yeah, I mean... I forget. Hold on. Let me just look which order it went in. So, the, so uh, the we went to the, from the campaign to Morning Glory. Yeah, episodes so, nine and ten. So it was Galifianakis to Rachel McAdams. He he has a very key moment of exposition at the beginning of the campaign with Wolf Blitzer. Uh, so he shares a important credit in that. And then at Morning Glory, he's just eating dinner with Harrison Ford's character. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was trying to remember where he was in that. Oh, man. Uh, so congratulations to Chris Matthews. Uh, your award will be in the mail along with your... Uh, you uh, should get him in uh, Along with your uh, your Manscaped partnership that we use. <laughs> oh, man. We should... Should we book a cameo and announce this? <laughs> Chris Matthews, I'm honored to accept the gangs. <laughs> I'm not paying $300 for Chris Matthews. I paid... I, I paid... Um, do you know that I paid uh, Chris Hansen? To announce, I did an Instagram poll and I paid, it was like a bracket <laughs> over quarantine and I paid Chris Hansen $50 to announce the winner. <laughs> that's how, that's how cooped up I was during quarantine. Oh my God. <laughs> For like 80 people tops to see it. <laughs> oh, we should do that. Well, what was the poll? Uh, it was a spring bracket that was going on during March Madness and it was like the best spring emojis. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh that's good oh okay <laughs> you know what okay all right well we'll, we'll, we'll do some research let's yeah. do you suggested this category we'll call it best revision so basically the idea is if you could change something or rectify something in in one of the movies that we watched what would it be um i personally would like to go back like i i i was thinking what would i like to go back to with a you know a fresh set of eyes get a new first impression that my best friend's wedding for me because it became apparent to me during the review for that that i think i just watched it wrong and i didn't even realize the preconceived notions i had about it and it made me dislike the movie a lot so so you so you're you took this as you're revising how you watched it yeah like i i Wish I could go back and watch it again for the first time, but knowing what I know now. Oh, okay. I, I thought we were do. I thought it was more of like, a, if I could change something inside the movie, what would I change? Um, oh, I see. Okay. Hey, this is a free flowing. Yeah. This is a safe space. So my, so my big thing was I would have gone in there and given morning glory a little bit more authenticity in terms of morning news, because okay. it, it's very, as somebody who works in morning news every day, it's a very artificial and baseline understanding of what right. we do right like we were talking about last week about how she said kind of skimped on the investigative journalism details in my opinion uh -huh. to get to the finish line of that movie it bothers me when the movies they they don't accurately portray things you know what i sure. mean sure 
Yeah. It, you know what? Well, get, that's just my opinion, but like, I, maybe, as somebody who's so close to it that... Maybe we can... Maybe you can write a script, Morning Glory 2, TJ, the TJ and Amy story, and the GMA3 story, and, and it's just a new rom-com. The TJ and, and Amy story. I'm, I'm shocked we have not talked about that at all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should at some point. Yeah. I mean, in the group or something. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. We'll let that play out, and then we'll have our opinions about yeah. that on like... Um, Best moments and worst moments of the year. These are, for me, okay. moments inside the movies. Let's do best moment first. Um, ooh, we're gonna, okay. Best moment from inside the movie, for me, I had to really just go with the gut here rather than trying to think of something, uh, is the opening to You've Got Mail. They're writing letters back and forth um, via voiceover. They talk about like the way somebody orders a coffee, just feel like they have more choices. I really, really, really loved the writing back and forth in the letter, just the, the writing of the dialogue, the script um, from Meg Ryan's character and Tom Hanks's character. And I figured that should be my kind of best moment because I have just thought about that. It's, you know, it's more of an opening sequence and I've thought about that a lot this year. Like I, I it comes back to me every couple of weeks and I'm just like thinking about it. So my best moment is from the other Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks, uh, romantic comedy. Uh, I just, I just think the the final scene of Sleepless in Seattle is just so magical. You remind me what that was when they meet on when they meet oh, on the okay. Empire State Building. Uh, uh, that, yeah. yeah, yeah, just that, just that moment where finally, uh, they've been circling each other for so long, and they finally make the connection. And there's just that hope of them going down the elevator it gives me chills. Mm-hmm. Uh, any honorable mentions or anything? Um, yeah, you know, my other one that was like going for the gut was, uh, uh, or coming from my gut was, um, uh, Emma Roberts being jealous of Margaret Qualley in Palo Alto. (laughs) (laughs) Because again, it felt like my old celebrity crush was jealous of my new celebrity crush. And that's a very personal one to you. It is. And I was like, wow, (laughs) it was my Empire State Building moment. (laughs) My honorable mention (laughs) is not, it's not so... Horny, I guess, is one way to put it. <laughs> not to, not to impurify what, what um, your no, feelings. No, it's more meaningful, if anything. I mean, I'm distraught. She's engaged. Okay. Um, the the highway chase in Tenet is just fucking awesome. When you first see the car right, going cool. backwards, yeah, and, cool. and and then he goes through, he goes through the uh, what's it, the turnstile, and then ends up on the other side, and you see the whole sequence again. Yeah. It's just it's just like it's the peak of that movie's craziness. And it's actually like you can actually sort of follow it, whereas I I think we both felt the ending is kind of hard to follow. Uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. So that's my honorable mention. Worst moment in all of these thirty four movies we reviewed. You know there were a lot, but but <laughs> yeah. in a way, yeah. but and uh, maybe- we should we should figure out what the aggregate like what our aggregate letterbox score is for the year. For the, it's oh, probably say, yeah, it's yeah. probably a three star. It could be a two and if it's a two and a half star. Agree. We had a bad year, right? That's I, though. I should probably say something like a John Stamos stunt for this one um, from Born to Ride. Uh, again, a thing I keep coming back to because it like made me cringe the first time I heard it was a scene in um, about Scout when like the male character is talking to a hotel clerk. And she's reading The Great Gatsby. And he's like, did you get to the part with the eyes of Dr. T.J. Eckelberg? And it made me cringe because it's like, it's very unnatural. That's a part of the book. I said this in that episode. It's a part of the book. But I used to 
force that as a way to sound smart in my writing. Like I literally talked about that metaphor. And so like it, it, it just feels, I knew what the writer was trying to do. And it took me so far out of the movie for that. It also, I genuinely think that's an unfair criticism almost of mine, but that just like, it stuck with me. So that's mine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I remember, I remember that being a big sticking point for you. Yeah. And I completely sympathize with yeah. that. <laughs> uh, my worst moment isn't, isn't so ranty. It's just like vis- visibly atrocious. And it's when uh, Ben Stiller has to give Robert De Niro an injection into his little Fokker. Uh, if you remember, <laughs> uh, we, we have, we have, um, that's your worst moment. We have Robert De Niro, one of Hollywood's like classiest actors. We have Ben Stiller, <laughs> who was turned into a genuine auteur with Escape of Danamora and a severance. And we have to just watch the two of them go yeah, through, go through the motions of this atro- atro- atrocity that this movie's trying to pass oh, off for comedy. God. By the way, because I'm a Letterbox Pro user, humble brag, I, um, I um I had twenty dollars. Um, I yeah, um, I was gonna say humble brag. I paid. <laughs> um, Are you Twitter blue as well? Yeah, no. Um, it it pulled up end of year stats for me, and one of them was like, here's like the movies are like predetermined letterboxed collections of movies like franchises that you finished or almost finished. And one of them that's like, you're almost there was the Fockers because I, <laughs> you I guess the I, original? <laughs> I saw meet the parents and I think I just didn't log meet, uh, meet the Fockers, but <laughs> or I saw it too long ago that I'd have to watch it again. Well, luckily you've seen little Fockers and as well. So it was just like the worst reminder that, that, that these movies are skewing my data. Yeah. But, um, any honor, any dishonorable mentions? No, honestly, um, honestly, none. Like there were none others that really jumped to mind for me. I have two, okay. and I think you're going to agree with both mm-hmm. of them. One is the in, the entire basic training section of Born to Ride, so the entire middle of the movie. Sure. <laughs> when they go to the bar and he makes them all take their shirts off and everything. Yeah, there was one point in the bar though that I I really liked, which was when they put a wreath around him and then he finds out it pull it and he's wearing a toilet seat. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really smart. I was like, that's 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 clever. Uh, what a bunch of rascals! And then the other part was the uh, fever dream sequence where Burt Reynolds is working at the Burger King and the crew. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I forgot were, the context that they, it was a fever dream. Shot now. with the wide angle lens, and I, I don't. Yeah. I don't really oh, remember I have. I, I have like. I don't know. I liked that there was a photo of him with the Burger King logo over his shoulder. Like it just feels like that's something the world would want for posterity. Yeah. Okay. Well, it exists for you. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, all right. I top three, bottom three movies. Right. Yes. Uh, do you want to do which do you want to do first? Um. You should we go top? Three first or bottom three? Top three? That's what I just asked. Yeah. That's literally <laughs> I what I just asked. Your asked you. question. I answered you. I don't know. I think we should do I know I know we kind of just defied this convention, but I think we should do the worst first and yes, then the best. Okay, that's fair. Um we should do the worst first. Can you can you do you want to do three or do you want to expand it? Are you able to expand I have, it? I have three, but you can expand it okay, if you I, want. I I mean I have them all ranked. I'll do I'll do five. How about that? Okay. So then why don't you do your three? Starting with number three, to be clear. My. To build a little suspense. Top three. Bottom three. Bottom three worst movies. My top three bad movies. Yeah. Uh, starting That's called with an oxymoron. Third, <laughs> starting with third to worst. Uh, Born to Ride, third to worst. That's what I have. 
Second worst goes to Idle Hands. I know enough. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, not surprising given the given the review. Mm-hmm. I, I think I know what your number one is going to be. Can I make a projection? Sure. Spice World. That's correct. Yes. I did say it on this show that that's the worst. Spice World is the worst movie I have had to watch as part of this chain. I definitely liked it more than you. Mm-hmm. Having said that, as I start my list, Spice World is number five. Five. Okay. So it is not high. <laughs> Um, I had a little bit more fun with it than you, but I don't think I would recommend it to anybody in this day and age who hasn't already seen it. You know, there are people that obviously have some kind of connection to it. Uh, number right. four uh, is about Scout, um, which I just did. I just it, yeah, I found it so annoying and grating. Yeah, I did not find it as as unbearable as you did. Number three is the crew, which is a just abhorrent Goodfellas. Tit knockoff. Uh, number two, Born to Ride. So Born to Ride, I think, is the aggregate worst Probably, movie of, yeah, of our sure. year. Um, and number one is unsurprisingly Little Fockers. Ah, yes. Again, another one. About Scout and Little Fockers, rating-wise, are neck and neck on my list of, of things we watch, but it's not um, down there as the worst. I think if I was adding a four and five, it would be the crew and... One of those uh, Fockers or... Yeah, yeah, it would be Fokker. So our best. Again, I can do five. I, you know what? I'll do 10. I'll be nice. You do 10 of your best movies? Is, is do your top 10? Is that too much? Do as many as you want. How about that? Okay. I'll follow your lead. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I look back and I'm like, I'm not necessarily sure that I stand by it anymore. Um, some of them like are... They were more objective ratings than others. But... If I'm going for top five movies that we've watched, uh, Don't Look Up is in there, around number five. The, don't Look Up, by the way, number six on my worst list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't think we'll ever have a more bigger disagreement on anything. But yeah. I, I fought the war on that movie for uh, you I, know not ju- with not just you, with a lot of people. Sure. And... Um, you know, it's it's hard to say because like I, I kind of at times want to put witness in there, but I also I, I enjoyed Feudal and Super Gesture more. But um, Top Gun's around there, really, where you get to like my my top five, number five, roughly. Can I do a tie for five? Feudal and Super Gesture or Witness? Okay, five, four, Top Gun, three. Don't look up. Those could be swapped, maybe. My number two and number one again, neck and neck. I I, I know what the two I, I know what the two movies are. I just I'm wondering what order you're gonna do it. I I would say that my second favorite movie we have watched is You've Got Mail, and my first would be our first ever episode, and that's Diner. That's what I thought you were gonna do. Yeah, and, and, that, and it's in that close. Order. I mean, they're tied ratings wise for me. And we have a good variety of our list. I think it speaks to our tastes. Um, yeah. The first five out, so my 10 through six, Feudal and Stupid Gesture is 10. Against the Wall, which we didn't discuss at all, but I really enjoyed that. I thought that was a really well done drama. That was number nine. Sure. Murder in the Orient Express, which I know I liked more than you, was eight. Mm. Crimson Tide, seven. And The Little Prince, I actually really liked. So Crimson, uh, excuse me, Little Prince is, not to cut you off, is like in my, it's it's I gave it four stars. It's one of my top five like rated movies. I kind of rewrote history a little bit here. Yeah. But um, 
a lot of that was objective rating. It was definitely, definitely better than I yeah. expected it to be. Um, so my number five is one of our more recent reviews, Fletch, which again, we haven't really okay. discussed right, too right, much. Right. Uh, I think, again, I think, I think I found it funnier than you did and more enjoyable. Number four, definitely more of a me type of movie. Despite its flaws, I love Tenet. Mm-hmm. I think Tenet is so cool. Yeah. Number three, I have the other Meg Ryan, uh, yeah. Tom Hanks one, which yeah. interesting. I'm glad we both gave it a little bit of love. So Sleepless in Seattle is number three. Mm-hmm. Number two is Diner. And number one is Witness. I think Witness is the legitimately greatest movie on this list. And I've also, I also find it the most compelling and interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes I would have guessed that Witness was your number one. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. We, we, that was definitely, I, I think, aggregately. Yeah. I think aggregately, based on that list, Diner is our best picture of the year, which again is sad because it was the first movie we <laughs> Yeah. But wit, but Witness made a run at it. If you had Witness at like three, it would have been more of a discussion, I think. So I, so the gangy, yeah. the gangy for best picture is Diner. And the gangy, and the Razzy gangy for, <laughs> the gangy for, for worst, worst picture, picture is Born to Ride. Is born to ride. Because you gave Little Fockers a pass. Yeah. But most importantly, and I, I think you would agree, the most important word we can give out, outstanding connecting actor. Chris Matthews. Is goes to Chris Matthews. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What a year. That was fun. What a year. I'm excited to do this again next year. Like I told you, I love end of year wrap ups. Thank you for spending the year with us, guys. Have a great holiday season. We will be back with our 18th chain in the first one of 2023 with Kate Beckinsale and with Carl Urban. We're going to be talking about The Aviator and Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, which I will tell you right now, if we have a movie better than Two Towers on the chain next year, that wins my personal It might be one of my least enjoyable movie watches. It's going to completely ruin the aggregate. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, for Nick Ricardo. We we should get out of here before another actor dies. (laughs) For Nick Ricardo, I'm Andrew J. Oh, oh my God, Nick, look at my phone. I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, The chain... Is on pause, but we'll continue. Rip Papuli, Rip Ray, and Rip Tony.